Praise the Lord and praise God. God bless you for listening to this episode of Seeking the Kingdom podcast. Tonight's episode is season four, episode 35, titled, What Are Disciples? Tonight, we are joined by uh, a special guest, Pastor Lewis from Blessed Hope Ministry in Providence, Rhode Island. Pastor Lewis, God bless you uh, for being a part of what God is doing, got down to Miami, Florida, and being on Seeking the Kingdom podcast. God bless you. God bless you, gentlemen, for having me. It's an honor and privilege. Pastor, it was a, a, an honor and a privilege to meet you earlier in the month. Avilan, uh, Pastor Teddy, let's go. Revival service, Kaikada, whoa. For Sadiglatik, I saw autistic. And Pastor, uh, the power of God was moving that night in church for God's glory. And uh, we've seen mighty miracles happen, and we're hearing testimony after testimony. And for God's glory, someone who's close to us that we've been praying for uh, is getting better for the glory of God as well. So uh, I want to thank you for being obedient and coming all the way from Rhode Island to be a part of what God is doing in, in the state of Florida. Amen. Well, uh, I like I told the ministers, I came there for two reasons. With a testimony and with a prayer for my grandson, Gus, that we brought there too. And I pray in the name of Jesus that every child that we pray for that was there and the ones that wasn't there, a lot of people FaceTime me with their with their uh, family and with their babies in front of them. And they was FaceTiming me and we was praying for the babies on FaceTime. Chuda. So I pray that whoever was there, whoever received prayer, that they would see a major improvement with those babies in Jesus name. Amen. Uh we don't usually start the program after like this pastor. Um but every so often I talk about how we're called to be the body of Christ as stated in uh, 1 Corinthians 12:27. But as we're made as the body of Christ, when a part of the body hurts, the whole body hurts. Uh last sure. night was tough for us for the body of Christ as we lost someone who was not only someone uh, I looked up to spiritually, but who was a, a longtime family friend. Um, we got the heartbreaking news last night, uh, Pastor, that uh, Pastor Robert White from Living Water Ministry passed away. And uh, when we heard this, we was all devastated and hurt. So, Pastor, after I came home, after church last night, I was remembering all the good times we had together serving the Lord with one another. And I had the pleasure, Pastor uh, Lewis, sitting down with uh, Pastor Robert about 11 weeks ago on, on this program. And if you ever had the pleasure to meet him or to speak with him, you would know that he was always someone who was looking to encourage you when he was down. So I just wanted to play this audio clip as he encouraged me that night. Let's listen to this. I'm joined by a very special guest, uh, Pastor Robert White of Living Water Ministry in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, Pastor, God bless you for uh, being on the program tonight. Uh, I want to say that Pastor Robert is not only uh, someone that me and the boys look up to. He's not only uh, a, a lifetime family friend, but he's uh, Pastor Unis Nipoto. And uh, we want to give God glory for that. Uh, Pastor, God bless you again for being obedient and coming on the program and taking the time out of your busy schedule to God bless you, Josh. Uh, thank you for that introduction. And actually, you actually put me up on a little pedestal to where now I can't mess up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God bless you, Josh. Cheers, you and Chris and, and, and Jerry for 
taking the time to allow me to share this message that God has given us. And uh, and judges, we've been trying to get together for a little bit to do this and obstacles have been in the way. But when God puts something together, that's the time when God allows us to do it. It's an yeah. honor is to bring the word of God always. And it's an honor to share on this podcast, this ministry that God has given you. And Josh, I listen uh, to some of your programs and to the glory of God, it's reaching people, it's uh, touching people. And so to encourage you, Josh, and the, and, the, and the guys that don't give up what God has given you. Maybe sometimes we can get discouraged. Maybe sometimes you think that we're not reaching people. But there's always that one person that listens to that one word of encouragement that makes them go on. And uh, and uh, glory goes to the Lord. You guys are doing God's work. and It never goes wrong. So I just wanted to say this. If we can take anything from that, it's to never give up. Always to do what the Lord has called us to do. Always to show the love of Christ to one another by encouraging each other. Pastor Robert, thank you for always encouraging me never to give up. And you will always be missed, but you'll never be forgotten. We love you. That being said, I wanted to uh, ask the boys, Pastor, Lewis, do you have anything you wanted to say? You know, I talked to Robert, uh, I think maybe five, six days ago. He heard that when we came back that uh, we had COVID and he called up to pray with me, to pray for my grandkids, to pray for my boys. And uh, then we started just to talk about the service. We had the prayer meeting at Pastor Rooney. Then we talked about the message Teddy shared. And he started just to encourage me because my grandson is autistic and in the scriptures and he showed me a pick up pastor well even in the scriptures back then you could see oh and he started to encourage and he started to pray for my grandson and uh he was always a friend from the minute i first saw him he was elder robert mm. he became my best friend and it's like if you met robert for five minutes or if you met him for 50 years he was still that quality of a friend. There yeah, was no like in between with him. Yep. And uh, when he ordained, when he dedicated the building and we came there for his ordination, he gave us such a beautiful welcome. Him, the church, the, the church family. And I want to say something that Pastor Robert, uh, I love you. And I can't wait to see you in the kingdom, my brother. Amen. Christopher, you have anything you wanted to say? Uh... Just real quick, Pastor Robert was a, uh, a very blessed man. And in my opinion, he did the uh, work of a pastor when he didn't have the title, Pastor Lewis. Okay. He was there to encourage people, there to pray for people, there to show people God's love. And I'm, um, I'm 29 year old. And as long as I can remember, I know Robert. And he would sit down with me and Whitey and talk to us and encourage us and joke around with us and play with us. And at my deepest, hardest time in my life, when my aunt, when my prayer got answered, but I was in the hospital with my son, uh, Pastor Robert called. And he gave me a message and it stood with me for the 51 days that I was in the hospital. Well. Don't let the devil steal your joy when God gave you a miracle, don't look at something that God gave you as a miracle 
and be hurt or discouraged by it. Know that God has the victory, and in that, celebrate that victory. So, I pray for the peace upon uh, Sally, Uncle Charlie, Matthew, baby, their babies, in Jesus' name. And I, I, I just, I thank God for the man of God that Pastor Robert was. Amen. Christopher, that being said, why don't you open up tonight's program in prayer for Pastor Robert's family. Let's go shavo Matthew. Let's go dad, Kako Charlie. Let's go Bibi Sally. Let's go Shay, baby. Pray for the church, pray for the city, and pray for Pastor Lewis as he brings forward tonight the word of God. Amen. Heavenly Father, we give you glory, we give you honor, and we give you praise, Devlin. Devla, we thank you. We thank you for who you are, Devla, the King of kings and Lord of lords. I am not worthy, Father God, to speak of your goodness, Devla, to sing your praises, to read your word. But Devla, I thank you, Devla, that you allow us into your presence through the blood of the Lamb, Devla, through the blood of Jesus. And we thank you for that, God. Devla, tonight, Father God, I pray for the peace upon Robert's entire family, Devla. I pray that you would bring a peace upon the entire white family, Devla, peace yes, upon the entire uh, city of Atlanta, Father God. And Devla, everyone knew Pastor Robert, Devla, so put peace upon those who are hurting, Father God. Devla, I pray, Mugada, supernatural peace to touch their hearts and their minds, Father God. Dejanin, Mugada, that he's with you celebrating, Devla, singing praises to you, Father. Devla, we thank you for the man of God that he was, Father. Devla, tonight, Father God, as we Prepare our hearts to listen to your word. Open our eyes, our ears, our hearts to your word, Father God. Bless the pastor as he brings your word, Father God. Every point that the Holy Spirit inspired, Father God, I pray that you would bless him to remember it, Father God, to speak it with a boldness and a confidence that you've given to him. In the mighty name of Jesus, Holy Spirit of God, take over. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, pastor, the mic is all yours. God bless you. Well, uh, like we said earlier, the name of the teaching is called uh, What Are Disciples? Now, when I started out, uh, I'm 46 uh, years old. And uh, when I was around 17, 18 years old, we really didn't know what a disciple was. Hey. We, uh, we all had our own version of a disciple. Mm. And a lot of people thought you could be this guy, Lumiaco. But if you love Jesus, you're a disciple. <laughs> and that mentality in the Romania is still with the Romania forever. Mm. And because uh, there's people that have hardly any relationship with Jesus Christ, but they're the first ones to say we're disciples of Jesus. It's a truth. So by definition, just by definition alone, if I was to ask you, Christopher, what does disciple mean? What is the definition of a disciple? To me, uh, Pastor, what we learned when studying, um, it's someone who is a student of, of someone's teachings, who obeys it, who listens to it, who applies it, and to show others that way. That's the exact biblical definition, uh, textbook definition of disciple. And that's exactly what the answer is. It's somebody that adheres to someone else's teachings and ways. Now, the Romania has a problem with being disciples because disciple has to do with the key word for disciple is called discipline. Mm. We're the worst people. Chuda. 
to be disciplined. Mm. But we're not impossible. It could be done. Amen. I'm Amen. That you can become a disciple of Jesus. So a disciple is someone in such a strong relationship with the master that they forsake everything else and follow him. Amen. In order for the fishermen to become disciples, they had to forsake. Mm. In order for Matthew to become Matthew the apostle instead of Matthew the tax collector, he had to forsake. So from the very beginning of the disciples, uh, the book of uh, the Gospels, you see Jesus telling you what a disciple is. Mm. If you want to find out about disciples, uh, Joshua, Jesus himself gives you the perfect explanations of what a disciple is. All his ministry. Amen. He made disciples. Did you ever think, guys, why did Jesus have to live three and a half years uh, in ministry? Why didn't he have like maybe seven years of ministry? Why was it three and a half years from the time Boldilo and he called the disciples? Why did he live for three and a half years afterwards? Why wasn't it five years, six years, maybe seven? Week seven is a beautiful biblical number. Hey. Why? Why three and a half years? What was so important about three and a half years? You want to know why it took three and a half years? Sure. It could have been done in two weeks. Hey. But the problem was it took him three and a half years to disciple those 12 men. Hey. Wow. What's up? Never thought so, about that. Beautiful. That's that was the whole pro it never says and he shall live a certain amount of years there's no bible prophecy that says jesus shall, shall live a certain amount of years and his ministry shall be three and a half years there's no bible prophecy hmm. it physically took time for the master or jesus to train them hand by hand word by word you get what i'm saying amen gentlemen? amen so it took him three and a half years and the greatest disciple in happen the last two weeks and the last two weeks after he rose from the dead mm. that's when everything came to the conclusion yeah so in order to be a disciple of jesus you gotta first fall in love with the master amen and if you're not head over heels in love with the master you'll always have a hard time to become disciplined for jesus mm. i hope i'm making this absolutely no. god bless you you're on it now Here's the whole thing about becoming a disciple. You take on the characters of Christ. Oh, Jesus, Lord, not my will be done, but your will be done. As a believer and as a, a person that wants to be disciple, we take on the same character and we say, Lord, not my will be done, but your will be done. Amen. Amen. So you have to be willing. If you want to get a uh, a disciple if you want to become a disciple with jesus you have to be willing to let go of your will and desire and to take christ's will and christ's desire upon yourself amen you know this is where for the average guy it gets a little bit more complicated mm. because the average person is hard for him to give up his will mm. And the average person is hard for him to give up his desires. But if you read the Bible, this is why the Holy Spirit lives in us. Amen. The Holy Spirit transforms us to be more like Christ. Amen. And this is 
become disciples of God. Now listen, I've been a disciple since I was uh, 33 years, 35 years. I still make mistakes, uh, Christopher. But here's what happens. I don't make the same mistake twice. What the? Yeah. From your mistakes. And this is what a disciple does. He learns. He goes through stuff and he says, Devil, I never want to fall into that trap again. Lord, open my eyes in this area. I want to move forward, Devil, and not make this mistake again. Amen. And some, sometimes it, it's just that simple. And sometimes you struggle with it, Christopher. Sometimes it's too much. It's overwhelming. Lord, please rescue me from this. And sometimes it's a struggle. But Penafka, whether it's a struggle or whether God delivers you right then and there from it, it's something that if you really love God, you'll pursue because. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus, the simplest truth about discipleship, he said, if you love me, you will obey me. Amen. And for for our family, we would go to hell and high water for our family. For somebody that we love, they don't have to be a blood relative, but just somebody that we care for, we'll go through hell and high water for them. I, I hate talking about this. I, I, I hate using a couple uh, example, but this is where we need to take this. The worst allergy a baby could have is a, a peanut allergy. Right. It's the worst of the worst. Now, at a cold, if any baby has a allergy, the parents, the grandparents, the kakibibiai, the whole family will not allow peanuts, peanut butter, uh, any kind of stuff like that on the cut. Right. When they mm-hmm. come around contact, I didn't think of us because they know if they go next to the baby, they follow the love we have for a bibitsa, for a bibitsa. We watch the baby and we protect them. Oh, Jesus, that the love we're supposed to have for him is supposed to be even more Amen. than we have for the Pastor, you're saying some big stuff here. <laughs> How could I love Jesus more than I love my babies? Well, I'll give you an answer for that. You know, Captain, oh, Jesus, you got to love me more than father more than mother more than brother more than Amen. not like little hard uh joshua to love jesus more than those but here's the problem amaro love it's a contaminated love that we have it's a worldly love it's a sinful love it's a there's a in its nature i would open out if you learn to love me first i'll teach you how to love with a holy love a pure love a sacrificial love and then you can love the rest of them with a true love amen so wow. this is why god wants us to fall in love with him head over hills because as we fall in love with him we learn his love amen and that's an, it's a self-sacrificing love it's a it's a love that we can only experience and what's once we experience god will love we can give it to the world and to our family Amen. So he'll teach us how to love even better. Now, my grandkids, my kids are Mariaka. But now that I love them with that godly, holy love, it's even more precious of love. Amen. You get what I'm saying? Amen. So, a disciple 
is somebody that his treasure is no longer in the world. His treasure is in heaven. Amen. Now, there's a lot of people that have beautiful treasures. Listen to me. It's great if you have them. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Touch as people are blessed in this world. But if your only focus is to have treasures in this world, you're a good man. Not getting you said, you're a great man. But if your focus is to have treasures in heaven, you become God's man. Amen. Amen. You see the difference? Amen. A lot of we want to be good men. And at the same time, we don't want to be God's man. And Amen. some of us, we want to be God's man and a good man. And we want to sort of put it together because it doesn't really seem that far-fetched. Well, we can, as long as we always put the heavenly treasure first. Amen. Amen. And that's the important about being a disciple. Could a disciple have treasures? Absolutely. The best they have. Because the treasure is not their focus. The kingdom Amen. is their focus. Amen. Anything you want to add to that, Josh? Uh, Christopher? Well, Pastor, uh, we shared a scripture when we first began the series three weeks ago. Uh, Luke 640. A disciple is not above his teacher, but mm -hmm. everyone, when he's fully trained, will be like his teacher. If we're kingdom-minded, we will be like our teacher because we will put his teachings before our own selfish desires. Amen? Amen, completely. So I hope the believers uh, that are listening to this, uh, they're understanding that in order to be a disciple, it's obedience. It's faith in Jesus, complete trust. You can't just be a, a, a disciple, say, I'm going to be a disciple today, and then live 10 times worse than he was living before. Mm. A disciple is somebody that follows Jesus so much that they start to forsake the world. Amen. So when you become a disciple, you'll find out that there's a song, the things I used to do, I don't do them no more. You find out the things that you taught was precious to you. You gave them up by Lajafta. Like mm -hmm. when, when I would smoke a cigarette a long time ago, and every once in a while, Mughal probably sends me a picture of me holding a cigarette in my hand. Mm -hmm. Just to don't believe. <laughs> if I could burn the pictures. Now, nice you got up the Zakam. <laughs> nice. But just when I look back to that person I used to be. Hey. And it hurts me when I see those pictures. It hurts me when I think back to what I used to be. Because I don't want to be that person no more. I'm in love with Jesus, and I want to submit to him with everything I have. So when I see pictures of me holding a cigarette, it's like to call me low, because I'm not that person no more. And Lajal Maga. Now, God made me Lajal from the things I used to love, because how does this happen? Because you become personal with oh Jesus. Amen. And when he tells you, it doesn't uh, please him. It hurts your heart. Mm. When he tells you, your heart hurts because you're not pleasing him. And the disciple is not a disciple because we go to church on Sunday. Right. It's a start. That's a great start. But a disciple is a disciple because when God tells him, Lewis, take this out of your heart, he says, yes, Lord, please give me strength to do it. Amen. Amen. And that's what makes a disciple. That's what makes you 
become stronger. Uh, you're going to have a lot of good days where you take leaps and bounds. Some days you're going to have a couple of bad days where you go a couple steps back. But if I know, even though you fall, a righteous man falls seven times, he'll get back up. Amen. He'll dust you off, put you right back on the track. Ojana ran all over the world. Didn't want to go to Nineveh. And then he to the point of suicide, Pinesso Jonah. Throw me overboard. Jonah didn't expect that God's going to send a fish to rescue him. Hey. Jonah thought that once he went overboard, Mulo and it's Zambu. He doesn't have to go to Nineveh. Go hey. on a well, on a, on a mushroom. And Bible told he didn't pray for three days, nine, until he seen the gates of Shiloh. Mm. The gates, and he realized Gaius will. Then he prayed a prayer of repentance. Guess where God spit up Jonah? <laughs> Not if you guys know, because you guys are students of the Bible. Jonah, Lord, what do I do now? Go back to Nineveh. The plan never changed. Right. We tried. Okay. The plan never changed. So to the person that had a hard time, that maybe fell out of it, that got hurt, I'm here to tell you. God's plan for you never changed. Amen. He still has a plan and he still has a purpose. Amen. To Jonah, to preach to the city of Nineveh and to you, whatever the plan is, the purpose is, it's still there. Amen. You made it delayed, but the plan and purpose is still there. Amen. Amen. Uh, I want to read this one scripture and uh, I want you guys to give me some comment on this too. It's a famous scripture about discipleship. Luke 9, 23. And he said to them, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. Amen. There's so much just right there in that, in that one verse that's so meaningful to me. Um, I've been studying the scripture for 31 years. And every time I study the scripture, God still speaks to me through the scripture. Amen. If anyone desires to come after me, first and all, first and foremost, if you want to follow Jesus, you have to have a desire for Jesus. Amen. You can never be a disciple without having a desire for Jesus. Amen. And this desire that will bring you to Christ, the Astardius called Jesus. You could try to pull it off. You could try to rip it off. And that's you can't pull them apart because I started to together. This is the desire that you have to have for Christ. Amen. Because if you're just on Jesus, anything could push you off. But when you become established and your desire is in Christ, then the world could try to kick you off. It could try to push you down. Because your heart's desire is Christ. Amen. If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself. Take up his cross daily. It's not once a week. Right. Once a month. It's a it's a daily predicament that you have to do. Every day I get up, Devla, here am I, Lord, your servant. Use me today for your glory. Amen. And we bear that cross. I wish we could have uh, a time where we could say, God, I'm taking two weeks off. I'm not carrying a cross for two weeks, but you can never do that. <laughs> it's no. like for me, I'm not going to be a grandfather for two weeks. It's hey. not going to happen. 
Right. <laughs> it's <laughs> for whoever desires to save his life will lose it. Now, this is the treasure. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. Amen. Not will, Lord, but your will. Amen. For what, for what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and he himself is destroyed or lost? Uh, uh, Matthew 16, 26, the same story, but this one verse is added. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Look at the question Jesus asks now. Wow. What shall a man give in return for his soul? Mm. Yeah. Jesus is asking the question, what shall a man give in return for his soul? See, a, a disciple got to be attached to Jesus. You have to be attached to Jesus. See, the problem is, Joshua, Christopher, that we think that we could be attached to the world and still be a disciple. Hey. What we're doing is we became uh, the person that James talks about, the double-minded well person. Done. And James says a double-minded person, he's blown back and forth in the waves, in the wind. Mm. And he should not expect nothing from God. What the? The, the Romania sort of thought that you could become a great disciple and you could still be the person uh, that's a great, uh, that's a, that gave himself completely Kailumia. You get what I'm saying with that? Amen. You can't, you can't be both. Go Amen. Ahead, Pastor, uh, in Matthew 6, 24, it says, no one can serve two masters for either okay. he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. We talked about right. that last week. And uh, Jesus needs to be first priority in our life. There shouldn't be anything that dismantles Jesus from his throne, because that's exactly what you're doing. If you put your family, your friends, your finances, uh, business, whatever it may be, you're putting that above God. That's not what God's looking for. He's looking for a disciple that puts him first in his life. Chris, you had something you wanted to say. Pastor, uh, you made a great point with the... the the person's desire and when we were studying about this and uh, thank God is something that God put on my heart there's a time in the Bible where Jesus gives a, a parable and the disciples came to him after he gave the parable to ask him Divla what did that mean so okay. Jesus can explain further in uh, Psalms 37 verse 4 it says delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart I always read that scripture as a selfish way. Apodivli, you're going to give me whatever I want. And, uh, but in maturing in God's word, maturing as a disciple of Christ, you understand. Divla, put a new desire in my heart to want to come to you. So when I read God's word, and it's maybe a subject where it's hard for me to understand, and I don't know how to apply it, and Divla, oh, how can my life change? Divla, you help me understand this. I can come back to Jesus and ask him, how do I do this, God? Jesus, how do I do this? And the gracious God that we serve will walk us through it, through his word. Amen. Amen. And you see, I wanted to go to that scripture, but then I figured we're going to take up so I'm much. sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, no listen <laughs> to me. Actually, you, uh, you saying that scripture was so great right now because I want to give you the definition of the word desire. 
uh, could you quote the scripture again? Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Nine? Yeah, the desires of your heart. Okay. The word delight in the Hebrew, it's not uh, the word we get the, the English word delight from. The word delight in the Hebrew, it's actually uh, a pottery word where they make pottery from. Mm -hmm. It's a term that the guys here that make pottery, Josh, would use back then in those days. Hey. And the delight literally means to become soft and pliable. Mm. Wow. That's great. Workable. That God could work you with his hands. Now, Deke, look how perfect God told you to quote that, to quote that scripture. You ever seen that? And I, I never did this. I don't know, but I just watched it on TV the same way you guys watch it. You ever seen when guys make the pottery pots? Yeah. Mm -hmm. they, they shape it with their hands, right? Yeah. But what happens when the Gaijo builds with it? The Gaijo puts his hand inside of the clay. Mm. And from the inside, he brings it up to shape. Delight yourself in the Lord. Make yourself soft and pliable to the Lord. Amen. Amen. And he will give you the desires of your heart. That's discipleship in its core is becoming soft and play. you ever tried to mix bondo and you put too much hard in it hey. and as you make what's going on over here then you say shot now my country you have to start all over again <laughs> the hardener for the believer is pride and stubbornness mm -hmm. and that makes you hard and you can't when something's hard to you it doesn't take the form it doesn't hold right it just it's, it's it's hard to work with. Well, this is the way that scripture says, become soft and pliable. And he did us with us. Amen. A disciple, three points, and I'm done with these three points after this we're done. How do you know if you're a disciple of the master? These three points will tell you. Number one point, to be a disciple, you need to be attracted to Jesus. Pastor, someone tells you have to be attracted to Jesus. You have to connect Jesus. You have to be overwhelmed and attracted where you just cling to him. You have to be attracted to You have to be attracted to Jesus and everything he has to offer you. Number two, a disciple is in a love relationship with Jesus. Not only you have to be attracted to Jesus, you have to love him. Amen. Amen. You have well, listen to me. If you could do one and three, one and two, everything is pretty much easy. Number three, a disciple who is in a relationship will always be attached to Jesus. Amen. So, number one, you have to be attracted to Jesus. Number two, you have to be in a love relationship with Jesus. And number three, the disciple who's in a relationship with Jesus will always be attached to Jesus. So, Amen. You know, this is what we try to do as just people that are not really disciples. We try to put Jesus in a situation, but not be attached to Jesus. Mm. There was a lot of people that came around Jesus, but when Jesus said, could I come home with you? They walked away and they said, Walter. There's a lot of people that want to be around Jesus, but not everyone wanted to be attached to Jesus. What the? 
And when you could say, Lord, yes. And when you open up your heart, listen to me, guys. Man's heart is sinful. It's the most ugliest thing in the world. Though Jesus found murder, lies, and all ugliness, they don't come out of the heart. They come from the heart. Hey. It's an ugly thing, uh, the heart of man. How Jesus, if you could trust me by giving me your heart, we would run backwards from it. If you could see my heart, I will never see you again. I will make my business not to be in the same room with you guys hey. because it's evil. It's ugly. But Jesus sees what's in the inside of our heart and it doesn't scare him. Amen. He says, let me mold it. Thank you, God. Let me take it. Thank you, let Jesus. me cleanse it. Thank you, Let me take my resident in that heart. And this is the work of Jesus. I put this on the wall of the church. Now, I'm not a singer, but this song makes so much sense. It's like if I could write a theological statement, this would be ready for it, Chris. Jesus on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. Amen. 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 That's exactly what a disciple is. It's somebody that says, God, my heart is ugly. It's scary. I don't want you to be around it. But Lord, I know you're the only one who can change it. So Jesus, please change my heart. Sure and that's what I do till today. I give Jesus my heart. And I say, God, Janav Devla, it's ugly. Janav, there's a lot of stuff in there that's not right. But Lord Jesus, please make it your home. Amen. Amen. Pastor, God bless you for that uh, awesome message for God's glory. And Christopher, what an uh, amazing way to conclude uh, this series that we've been talking about since the past three weeks on discipleship. Uh, Pastor, uh, it was very in-depth, and I, I, I thank you for bringing that, um, that teaching to us. And I know that it's going to touch the heart of people. And as children of God and as the body of Christ, my prayer is every week that these programs would grow us to be more mature in the body of Christ. Amen. Amen. My prayer tonight is that we would grow more mature to be more disciples for God. Uh, that being said, Pastor, every week we receive DMs and comments and, and messages on Instagram, uh, people praying for their loved ones to come home from Ohubia. Uh, 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 they're coming home from the hospital because uh, praying for their children to speak uh, from speech delay and autism and all these things uh, would you be uh, kind enough to bring all these prayers before the Lord and close us out in prayer absolutely Lord in the mighty name of Jesus we come before you and every prayer every person that DM with a prayer, with a petition, God, we bring your people before you. And Lord, we ask that you are the yes and the amen to our prayer. Bible know that in Christ we are the yes and the amen to our prayers. Devla. Oh Jesus, Samaru, yes and amen. Devla. And Lord, we pray for the kids with speech delay, with autism. Devla. We pray for people devla, that's going through, devla, waiting for doctor's reports. Devla. Whatever their situation is, Lord, we pray devla, for healing for your peace to be upon them, Lord. Devla, I thank you for the podcast. I thank you for Joshua, for Christopher, Devla, the ministry you gave them, Lord. I pray, Devla, that you will give them growth, Lord. God, that they would inspire a generation 
to become students of your word, to become disciples, dear Lord. Lord, in the name of Jesus, dear Lord, dear Lord, maybe my generation had it hard, dear Lord. We didn't know. But God, you raised up beautiful men, Mukudar. Men, dear Lord, that take a stand for you, Mukudar. Men, dear Lord, that sold everything out, dear Lord, and they live for you. And Lord, I pray for their ministry right now, that you would strengthen them, that you would encourage them, and God, that they would be the voice crying out in the wilderness for your people, Devla. Devla, when you need to get and to speak to somebody's heart, Devla, God, that they would click on to this podcast and that they would hear a word from your throne and it will change your life. God, I pray that you use these men for your glory in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.